Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the South Park After Show here on AfterBuzz TV. It's only a few weeks till Christmas. Shall we get ready? I think not, because before Christmas comes, Jack and Crack Witch Week. You can never look past Jack and Crack Witch Week. I'm so excited for Jack and Crack Witch Week. That is the voice of Christian Blatt. Hi, everybody. I'm Christian Blatt, and Steph's a bra. I'm definitely not. I'm Steph Sabron. I can't wait for Jack and Crack Witch Week. That's right. I would never want to put pressure on you, though. Yeah. As a woman, you don't have to feel like you can embrace a different holiday if you would like to. As a strong woman, I'm proclaiming my love and devotion for Jack and Crack Witch Week. That's right. So, power to you, strong woman. (laughs) Now, we are dissecting the problem with a poo. No, we're not talking about Christian's bowel movements. This is the title of the episode, people. There are a lot of problems. (laughs) So, lots to discuss. For those of you new to the show, we like We're to have sorry. Fun. <laughs> we will get down to the serious, but we'll also have some fun with it because it's South Park. What else can you expect? Come on, people. Um, so, if we say something to offend you, eh, you know. We've done our job. You can, of course, uh, tweet at AfterBuzz TV, cancel South Park After Show. Yeah. Uh, we're on very thin ice with the network, as is. So. <laughs> yeah, the guy who runs this place really hates this show. Um. <laughs> But before we get into, so we're going to break down tonight's episode with the PC Babies, of course. We're going to talk about Mr. Hanky leaving the show. We're going to talk about our favorite quotes and stray observations. And then, because Mr. Hanky, theoretically, we'll debate, did actually leave, we'll talk about the history of Mr. Hanky. And then we'll shout out some fans that have been commenting on our our, uh, past episodes. So lots to look forward to. That's right. Uh, but before we get into any of that fun stuff, I want to know, what did you guys think? No pressure. No pressure. Maybe we shouldn't discuss things further. I don't know. And and I don't even know. I mean, obviously, you know, as 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 a, as a young boy, you're taught to, you know, ladies first. But then I don't know. Do you want to go first or should I go first? Because you can choose that you would rather wait for the men wow. folk to talk first. You go first. Um. I think whatever Steph thinks, but I also think that uh, I thought this was a great episode because it, you know, there's multiple storylines and they're going after so many different things throughout the course of the episode. You've got Roseanne, Kavanaugh, you've got just PC babies in general, and then the ending, which we'll talk about probably in a little bit, was amazing. So, uh, yeah, this is... uh, this is this is one of my favorite episodes in the last couple seasons, I think, just because it had so much packed into it and some nice shout-outs, callbacks to just a couple weeks ago. Yeah. 
I agree. I loved this episode. I feel like it was like the old South Park that everyone's been wanting back. Like everything, the the first plot line, the secondary plot line was just as strong and I loved it so much. I love the PC babies. I'm definitely going to have some of my own one. Oh my God. Those are going to be the most PC babies ever. Ever. Awesome. I'm looking for- I was going to say looking forward to it, but I want to be presumptive. Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm looking backward to it. If there's one thing I hate about this episode, it's these things that are going to happen for the rest of my life with them. Indeed. We're just trying to not pressure you. Mm-hmm. We're just letting you be a strong woman. Mm-hmm. My uh, my thoughts on this episode, I, I really I really liked this episode. I thought it was fun. Uh, it had good humor. Uh, I love the low-hanging fruit of just shit jokes. Oh yes. God, there are so many good ones. So, you know... the. It, it, it's what makes the show brilliant because not only are you talking about things from a metaphorical standpoint, but then just the, the, the symbolism is so strong that it's just surface – all of a sudden it becomes surface level. So I love that. Uh, one of the things you guys both mentioned that it's, it's a great episode and it called back to a couple of things. So I want to ask you because this season it seems like they're doing things a little bit more standalone back how they used to be. But the fact that we got the school shootings as a callback. Like, at the start of the episode, to the extent that you thought we were actually watching the wrong episode. Yes. (laughs) So it was, like, so perfectly done. And then you're like, oh, no, wait, this is... (laughs) And then, of course, uh, the pregnancy itself. But in that standpoint, uh, is it... Do you feel like someone who hasn't seen every single episode, or certainly this season, that they would be slightly confused as to what the hell's going on? Yeah, but I also think it's South Park, so you have to suspend some of your... Yeah, and I think a lot of shows get too worried about, like, oh my god, no one's going to understand what it is. People would be a little bit like, oh, I don't really know the relationship between PC Principal and Strong Woman. But you know what? After a minute, you figure it out. Mm -hmm. So I think it's good that they're doing that, and they're not so worried, like... Oh my god, this is a 22nd season. Should we recap all the seasons before we actually start telling the new story? So uh, I think people might have been a little bit lost, but I I don't think they get too bogged down being inside. Well, and actually the more I think about it, I feel like they wouldn't because you still – the pan of that shot, it says – um, it's the elementary school and then you hear shooting. So you're like, oh, they're just doing like a little call – like. Right, even if you haven't seen that episode, you'd be like, oh, yeah, school shootings happen all the time. And they're just ignoring it. Because the the joke being that they're they're like, we have to do something. The Christmas uh, pageant is over budget. You know, so it's still funny even if you haven't seen the past Mm -hmm. episode. Well, we will definitely talk about the the Christmas pageant. But first, let us talk about the, the relationship that is so made for this world. And yet... Can never be. It's a forbidden fruit. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's so sad. You know, uh, strong woman and PC principal are made for each other. Mm -hmm. Or is that my assuming? No, they are. That's assuming a creator who has made us. So right there, you're already going to have to check that privilege. So many privileges to be checked. Um, I love love that this storyline picked back up because I... It was one of my favorite relationships with, uh, with PC principal and strong woman. In particular, when PC principal kept hearing a Hootie and the Blowfish and like the the jaw. Yeah. And um, so whatever timeline this is, it's nine months later because she's ready to burst. What did you guys think of just how they revealed it and, and just the dynamic that he wanted to discuss things further? She did not. 
I loved it. I feel like it was so perfectly done for their relationship. I really loved their relationship too. Um, and I, I had no idea what, why they had a breakup or anything like that. So when she stood up and she was pregnant and then they decided to make it, uh, like a school assembly where she talked about the importance of, What's in vitro in fertilization. Vitro. <laughs> Go home and talk to your parents about in vitro fertilization. But yeah, so she has the assembly because it's like, yeah, so sometimes that's how this happens, okay? Not through any other means of being with her. You know, a woman doesn't need a man. And yeah, the, I love just seeing sort of their relationship. And I was talking about this while we were watching it. Just the fact that while she's having her contractions and in labor, she, of course she's driving because she's a strong woman. She would not let PC Principal drive in that situation. She didn't even want him to be in the car. That's how strong she is. That's a strong woman. Steph Sabra is that kind of strong woman. Exactly. I just felt, but I, it's, it's such an interesting play on real life things, especially concerning PC, because I think PC is so important. Obviously, I love the PC kids for a reason, but they put the, this importance, like they can't even be in public to the extreme. And it's a really funny play on what society does. Let me a serious question, but it's going to sound dumb, so I apologize in advance. I feel, and let me know if you feel this way too, Christian. I feel like PC principles sometimes, like, I don't know the freaking right answer. I'm trying to help, but you won't let me help. And then it's presumptive to try to help, but then am I a bad person? Am I a good person? I don't know. Well, I think that's the most frustrating thing, and that's the point that the commentary from the time the PC principle <laughs> was introduced, just the whole idea of, like, you get so worried about being PC, but you still want to be a good person. And, you know, I was joking before about, like, ladies first. So it's like, oh, should I should I hold the door open for a woman or just let it close So because I don't want her to Oh, my assume. gosh, it's a comment. I hold hey, it open for I'm, men, any, any gender. What makes you think I want the door held open for me? You should let me decide. Okay, I'll slam it in your face. Please do. <laughs> but, no, PC Principal, like, that's why he's so funny, and that's why I've always liked the character so much, because it's so important to him. And if he does anything that he thinks might not be PC, the fact that he got together with, with Strong Woman, as much as he loves her, he just knows how wrong it was, that, and I, I think he hates himself for it. See, and, and I know he... Like, here's the thing. I, I look at that, and I know, like, my frustration of kind of just the commentary of it all, right, is that, yes, there's men who take advantage of women in the workplace for the wrong reasons. This union... It's one of love. Mm-hmm. And, and we are denying that. They're so, like, their interests, everything about them, they're so perfect together. And the fact that they do, they have to not be together, it just highlights how perfect they are for each other. It's like, no, we can't do this. Yeah, of course we can't do this. Uh, I don't know. I just think it's great. I will be the Manny. Oh, I love my that. Gosh. That's a perfect, yeah. It's like, and, if anyone, and then he makes it into this genderized roles conversation. I love it. Speaking of that, so couple things with the PC babies. Number one, the fact that they have PC principal's glasses. Yeah, that's amazing. I love the P. I like them more than the member berries. Like right as they, I saw uh, them and they're member? like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, member. Yeah, I remember. I remember the PC babies. I want one. <laughs> you want a PC baby. I just love, and then they like, they took it up a notch in the fact that the PC babies are don't even know what they know, but they know when something's not PC and they'll cry on sight. Did you hear about Monica Lewinsky becoming a Republican? 
<laughs> and I love the guy who comes into the supermarket. He's looking for the Oriental food aisle. Just, oh yeah, you know the little extra tag I thought was great. And just uh, it's like oh, you're upsetting the you're upsetting the PC babies. Uh, but of course, the best line for all that, and I know we'll get to some of our favorite lines, but since we're talking about it, is sometimes uh, PC babies cry uh, and they don't know why. Oh, PB, uh, sorry, sometimes PC babies don't even know what they're crying about. I wanted to make sure I got it right. And uh, isn't that the truth, Steph? No, we always know, but we feel it in our heart first, hmm. and then we logically assess it. <laughs> Do we? Jeez. But I love how everyone instantly knew that they were PC babies. Like it was a known like thing, and even in the we're, we're going to talk about it in the Christmas little yeah. concert, everyone knew. Yeah, because PC babies cry it non PC things. <laughs> and it's just what, what could what be do. what could be more non PC than celebrating the birth of Jesus Christ? <laughs> you know that, my friends, is not PC. So that's why they were so upset. Well, that because it's a, you know it's a celebration for mankind. Yeah, not they can't say mankind, not humanity. Yeah, yeah all that. Uh, I'm surprised that one of my favorite jokes was it's too early to gender assign them. I'm surprised that they didn't cry at that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. When they tell him what the yeah, the boy three, three, three boys, three boys, two girls, girls, or whatever it is. Yeah, and and he's just like, it's too early. <laughs> I thought that was great. That's what their mother said. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Because they're perfect for each other. Yes. They are. Um, I love the doctor wearing the Speedy Gonzalez t-shirt because <gasps> because he should be working in the hospital. <laughs> of course he should. Um, let me ask you this. So th- this is maybe a prediction of sorts, but, but you know, it, it, this is where the episode leaves off. They can't tell – they can't be together because if the PC babies ever found out that they were conceived <laughs> through such means – yeah. It would destroy them. I, th- I think the world would combust. <laughs> what are your thoughts on like? Are, are they just relegated to shame and like tucked away in a corner, never to be seen or heard from again? Because that's the only way this world can keep them safe. Yeah, I don't know what's gonna happen. What's the fate of the PC babies? Because she's like, and I will be the best vice principal to yeah. them that I can <laughs> be. Like, not even mom. <laughs> no, nope. <laughs> I think they're just not going to really parent them. I mean, I guess the basic needs, but really they'll just talk to, you know, I mean, they're like, she put them to sleep in the school, you know, I mean, they're not at home in a, in a nursery or something. They're just at school. So they're ready to learn. I'm concerned. I will be the best principal to them that I can be. <laughs> you know, sometimes it's all you need. Isn't principal in them? Because the principal is your pal. Yeah. I'm sure PC principal will say that hundreds of times to yeah. them. Um, I love that the fact the fact that there's five of them. First off, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just had to be quintuplets of all things. Uh, all right. Well, any other stray observations about this? I, I um, we're, we'll talk about the specific um, Christmas thing because I think it ties more into Mr. Hankey than mm-hmm. them. But nonetheless, all right. So let's talk about Mr. Hankey. Uh, fun storyline or sad storyline? Ultimately both yeah it's really fun but it's it's sad when you think about him being run out of town because obviously uh it's a metaphor for the war on christmas that we all have uh no i think that uh obviously it uh it was sad because they did take this character who you know he's that was in the i think that was the first season that we got to meet 
Mr. Hankey. That was like the end of season one. And so he's been around that long. And then the idea that he got run out of town, finally. I think the the most telling thing is when Kyle talks about, like, yeah, well, I'm going to stand by my friend. And Carvin's like, let's see how that goes for you in 2018. And then later he goes, mm-hmm, 2018. And, uh, yeah, I think that's kind of where we're at. So I'm saying to the audience out there, don't stand by your friends. Just let them let them fend for themselves. Look out for number one. That's right, because number two... <laughs> it's too <laughs> shitty for you. Uh, I and this is where some of the greatest jokes came from. Uh, you stand up for shit, you'll end up smeared, and all all those types of things. You defend poop, you get stained. Mm-hmm. I love that because I feel like that's really metaphorical for in the political climate. Depending what you're standing up for, you're going to be stained for life. <laughs> well, it's true. I mean, you know, it, it, it just. I don't know, go to a, a dinner party or just a party in general and say like, hey, I think the economy is pretty good. I think uh, President Trump had a hand in that. What are you talking about? That was all Obama. And then you're Stained. just like, sorry. Stained. Why would I? So, you know, don't. Yeah, stay out. Stay out of it. That's what I'm trying to tell everybody. You too, Steph. <laughs> but I will say we all have some shit in us. <laughs> yeah, but look, some people, uh, some people think that shit isn't the best representation of Christmas. So that's really what it comes down to. I agree. Yeah. F them. Now, I, I, okay, so before we get back into the fun, I, I, um, I do want to – you guys are a little bit more familiar with all the references than I. Admittedly, I've done as much research as I can. But, uh, I, I mean, Christian, I mean, you host the Trump Report. So yes, it the number get five more... ranked show on AfterBuzz yes! TV, the Trump Report, Tuesdays at four Pacific, seven Eastern, right underneath South Park Weekly. Yeah, <laughs> not, not. Yeah, I think it's the the bottom five. Uh yeah, and it's. Uh, I don't know. I think that Trey and Matt are. Uh, Amongst the only people that are sort of telling these kind of stories because everybody's gonna gonna shy away from anything that's that got a whiff of poking fun at uh, people's politics. But yeah, I mean, this obviously the hearing is you know a, a great recreation of the Brett Kavanaugh hearing down to the. Uh, Sorry, I had the sniffles. <laughs> Just the big sniffles were great, and uh, some of the questions that they asked. Yeah, and uh, Tony B. Tony in the booth is uh, showing you a little bit of the actual Kavanaugh hearings. I don't think we hear him sniffling here, but you might as well. Uh, But uh, so, yeah, I mean, so you had that, but then you also had him blaming his tweets on Ambien, which was uh, Roseanne Barr. So these were two of the... uh, these are these are these are two instances that uh, are uh, political hot button issues that uh, they managed to fit. You know, sometimes on well on other shows, really, you can feel like stuff like this is really kind of shoehorned in there, and they're really trying to make it work. But I thought that it was just all very natural through the course. Here, of the I, I, I just crank them up a little, Tony. I just want to hear a little bit. Unfortunately, it took the committee ten days to get to this hearing. In those ten long days. As was predictable, and as I predicted, my family and my name have been totally and permanently destroyed. In shit. I mean, except for the part that you're on the Supreme Court now. <laughs> and so. his wife and kids in the Nuggets were away because yeah. of fear. And the then Nuggets did have to run away. Yeah. The other quote that resin was similar to this was when he said, "Don't you understand? The whole thing is a smear campaign. Why yeah, are people focusing on a few stupid words I said when Christmas is just around the corner?" I felt like that was really similar with like the election being right now and just trying to 
throw your entire record under the carpet. Well, and back to the low hanging fruit that uh, Phil referenced was every time Mr. Hankey referred to his defecation loss. Yeah, I love that. That was great. Yeah, that that was amazing. You could tell that that's the sort of thing that, like, you know, Trey and Matt were probably giggling about. Like, oh my god, we have to have him say that every time. <laughs> yeah. Well, I I appreciate that. Like, it, it was a nice callback and kind of uh, back to the early beginnings when Kyle defends Mister Hankey, and he really wants to defend him, but you defend shit, you end up stained, <laughs> and boy, do you. Yep. And smelly, <laughs> walking around town. Yeah, you know, it's 2018. I just loved every time that Mr. Hankey would send in another tweet. He had a, just like a different, like elaborate explanation for why he continued to take Ambien and why he continued to tweet out things. Most Some, some of which I'm afraid to even say, even on this show. So that'll tell you <laughs> what he Like what, the mayor being titless? No, that one's fine. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, you know, the uh, just sort of what the kids play music like. I'm like, do I, do I need to be recorded saying that? No, I don't think so. It's, <laughs> by the way, it's 2018. A couple of years ago, I would have repeated it and thought and just said how much I thought the line was funny. But now, no, there's there's no there's no winning in in using words Listen, like that. It was a Christmas joke. Yeah, it was a bad Christmas joke. <laughs> it had nothing to do with Christmas. I said it was a bad Christmas joke. Yeah. That was the that was like the, the very like Brett Kavanaugh cadence that they gave him. He yeah, the way he was responding. I said it was a bad Christmas joke. Do you like beer, Senator? Yeah. But I just love the connection with Roseanne because I feel like he is such a. I mean, they both have like this nostalgic aspect about them so you really and other people have done this too in history like Pee Wee Herman you know like you love them so much as a kid and you only want to see them in this innocent way so you really go back and forth like should I forgive them they're like no they actually really said or did really horrible stuff like you gotta go Mm-hmm. I mean, Pee Wee Herman didn't really do anything. No, I know. I'm just, just saying, like another childhood. He's just doing what you do when you go to a porno theater. You know, I mean, you, what, you instead of watching it at home, he went out to a theater. You but know, wasn't to enjoy there it kids? No, there were no kids there. Uh, what kids are going to like? Listen, yeah. if the movie theaters letting kids to yeah, a porno. That's a, that's a problem with with the uh, yeah. Yeah, listen, that's like letting under 21-year-olds into a 20, you know? Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I thought she was definitely 18 because she was at a bar. <laughs> you know? Listen, where's the coat check? Oh my where's, God. The, where's the security, you know? Anyway. Um, yeah, I, I, I love... I love the idea that the the budget was slashed in half because of that that in itself is also kind of just a very quick jab at most budgets probably, uh, let alone a Christmas holiday town one, you know? And then... Uh, <laughs> I feel Mr. Hankey's pain. The, the, the class was horrible at playing the instruments. They were. They yeah. were not good. Yeah, it's it's called Deck the Halls, not Let's Suck Balls. <laughs> that part I can Hilarious. Say. <laughs> as soon as he said that, I'm like, it's going to be a good episode. <laughs> yeah. Yes, indeed. Um, all right. Um, any? So why don't we do this? Uh, quotes and stray observations that you enjoyed from the episode. I've sprinkled a few in there, and I guess that that's kind of a uh, shit pun right there when I said sprinkled like that, but that's not what I was going for. Um, it's not a quote, but uh, Phil uh, rewound so that we could both see it outside 
of Strong Woman's Office were those pamphlets that said, what is gender? And it was just such a nice like little touch because they, they do a lot of stuff like that. Yeah, there's so many, like basically all the tweets that Mr. Hankey did, including the one that I'm still not going to say. Um, but uh, I thought that uh, it, it was just very funny. Just every time it was just like, he just can't help himself. So uh, those are those are probably my favorite. And then when we do get to the end of the episode uh the sort of the setting up that last scene by saying like well he's going to a place where they don't care about racism and bigotry so uh that that was actually i thought a, a, just a, a perfectly uh phrased quote for where he does go what hashtag cancel the simpsons yes that that was a good little button to that whole that was thing. a nice button by the way making no attempt to have bart simpson sound like bart simpson oh yeah it's like they couldn't have been less of an attempt to to have it sound like him but uh yeah which uh i thought was perfect just the uh which i know that when we get to the news portion i know steph has a little bit more about that well but. i can say it now well, well, talking, well go ahead well, I want to I want to backtrack real fast because I, I one of the things I realized um, in talking about it, I, I want to ask you guys this question: Mr. Hankey was offensive, yes. However, at the Christmas sing along, was he really that offensive, or were the PC babies truly just crying too much? Yeah, they were. I think they were crying too much, but then his volatile, <laughs> yeah, he didn't, personality. He didn't handle it well. Yeah. That was really the problem. Yeah. How the- I feel like Mr. Hankey sometimes, too. How the frick do you handle that crap? Literally. I mean, I have two kids, so I know what he's talking about. Sometimes you just want to, want it to be quiet, and it's just not going to be. So good for you, Mr. Hankey. Fair enough. Um, so then moving ahead, uh, I, I, I guess we should debate, is this Mr. Hankey's true last episode? He takes a pluber, which is an actual lift. Or yeah. is it? What is it? Uh, pooper. Pooper. Uh, I think that he'll be gone as long as they need him gone. And then when there's a story that dictates, oh, this is a good time for him to come back, he'll come back. I mean, I, I don't I, I wouldn't expect to see him this year, you know, mm-hmm. but also who knows? Maybe they have like a plan for something Christmassy because, you know, at some point you realize we need a little Christmas right this very minute. And, you know, we need a little hanky now. So maybe that's what's going to happen. But I think we will see him again. I just don't think it'll be soon. All right. What about you, Steph? I I agree with Christian. I think that I don't know if they'll do a Christmas episode well, just with we, the schedule. When we were doing like our our favorite Christmas episodes, it's been has it been like ten years yeah, since I've done one. A long so time. they don't do them very often anymore. And yeah, because because they started in September, I don't imagine we'll get a Christmas episode again. I love the Christmas. Mm-hmm. Those are some of the, well, my actual favorite episode is the one where that song's from the Mr. Hankey's Christmas Classics. Well, speaking of which, let's talk about the history of Mr. Hankey. Um, for those of you who follow us regularly, which, um, you know, I would be surprised if you do, uh, you know we've, we, we've talked about Mr. Hankey countless times in our various discussions, mm-hmm. right? Um, but, I, but I do want to talk about him because uh, Mr. Hankey is – the Christmas deity of South Park, taking the place of others such as Frosty or Rudolph. He is a jolly poo that visits anyone on Christmas that has a lot of high fiber in their diet. So, eat up, kids. <laughs> he, res- he resides in the sewers beneath South Park and therefore has been known to appear as if by magic from out of the toilet, bringing with him tidings of joy and a ghastly smell. 
Mr. Hankey made his first appearance in Mr. Hankey, the Christmas Poot, and was seen generally unknown. Um, and then uh, he, he returned in Merry Christmas, Charlie Manson. So, um, but Christian, he's one of your favorite characters, so I'll let you kind of give less of the history, more he, of the emotion. He's mm. one of my favorite characters because he's literally a talking piece of shit. And as we see when Kyle gets into a skirmish with him, I just the fact that he leaves little droplets of shit where he goes is just such an amazing like extra touch. He's going the extra mile that he's like leaving fecal matter everywhere he goes. But he's this beloved holiday character. And the fact that he's always played like that, you know, and then like at the at the end of the Christmas special, it's like, you know, goodbye, Mr. Hankey, we'll see you again next year. And they flush the toilet. Uh it's just the fact that he is a character that is literally a talking poo, uh, I, he, that's what makes him one of my favorite characters. Just the fact that – you know, it's like why I like Towley. You, you're the worst character ever, Towley. I know. <laughs> and it's just the, the fact that they just turn these things into characters I think is great. And what about you, Steph? What do you love about Mr. Hankey? I agree. Like, he's so... He lives by rules of, like, real poop, but then <laughs> somehow defies those rules, and you're like, love him. He's, like, a classic in yep. every Christmas... Any Christmas that's happened since South Park has been incepted, you're like, yes. One of the things I truly love is that it's not just mis- it's, it's not just him. He also has vehicles, right? So, <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, Tony, if you... There we go. So we get a choo-choo train. Um, a poo-choo train, poo. isn't it? Yes, that's it. It's the poo-choo train. Yeah. It's the poo-choo train, the magical helicopter, yep. and the 737. That's, ama- that's literally amazing. Those. Absolutely. That's the we- South Park I love. <laughs> and we have 737. <laughs> so uh, we have all these wonderful vehicles for Mr. Hankey. So poo-choo. Poo-choo. Uh, now... Mr. Hankey's brought some f- favorite classic songs. Uh, Christian's is the Mr. Hankey um, Christmas song. However, uh, there's a very important song mm-hmm. that Mr. Hankey sings to one of his nuggets mm-hmm. that explains the miracle of life. And, and Steph, I'll let you, it's one of your favorite songs, so I'll let you kind of take it away and introduce it before Tony plays it. <laughs> this is my favorite song of South Park history. It is very meaningful. A lot of truths are being shared, and it's a really special moment between him and his nugget. So without further ado, here is... Without further ado. Or poo. The circle of of poo. Poo's in some way, and that's how the cycle happens. Sing along, baby. I need the words. Look at the green, green. If you didn't know, this is making fun of the circle of life. This song is so good. <laughs> That's right. See, then we eventually eat the poo. The cycle of life, it's so true. So. So we're all eating poo. Pretty much. Some of us by choice. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Um, All right. Well, that's Mr. Hankey. 
I, don't, I still don't know how to process it because I, yeah, you know, it's like one of those things. I just saw him, so he's very much well and alive in my heart. Yeah, I, I mean, he's going to still be in my heart this Christmas. I'm going to play that song on my way home. Matter <laughs> of fact, <laughs> when I go number two, I will think of you. <laughs> I will always think of you. We will always have the bathroom. Oh my! Dauber Sanchez in the chat was like, "Turn it up! I love the circle of poo." The backing vocals, he even yeah. And he had a really good point earlier. He said Chef had a shittier exit, arguably, and that's true. That's true. Yeah, but I think Chef definitely won't be back. But I do think that Mr. Hankey will make an appearance at some point. Absolutely. Speaking of uh, the fans, we have some fan shout-outs from uh, the people that commented last week. So, Steph, what do we got for shout-outs? We ha- Yes, Brianne the Artist, 1989. I want that Cartman doll. Me too. All right, so I've spoken to Christian because this, yeah. is, this is Christian's I've, Cartman doll. I've had that Cartman doll for 19 years. Uh, total tangent, you can actually buy a Mr. Hanky poo action figure. I mean, I have some uh, Christmas decorations of uh, Mr. Hankey that I didn't have time to find. So, yes. So, they're, keep they're, Mr. Hankey alive. Mr. Hankey will always be alive in my household. Getting back to the original point. Uh, so, I've spoken to Christian. Yes. This Cartman doll is – we're going to do a raffle. You, all you have to do is co- continue to comment for the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. And then Venmo or PayPal, whatever you got to do, $10,000. Yeah. And we will raffle off the Cartman doll. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So do, it, those two things. Yeah. Yes. Each, each raffle ticket is $10,000, so if you would like to be entered in twice, it's $20,000. And you could, you could, you could do this multiple two, times. <laughs> All right. Yeah, Tony's on board. I'll take two. You know, if you want to increase your odds, get like five, ten, like, yeah. I'm not going to stop you. There's no limit to your entry. Um, so, Sue Kun, I hope I'm pronouncing your name. <laughs> I also hope you're, hope you're pronouncing that K-U-N, correctly. K-U-N, Kun. Oh, definitely not. Okay, I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. You're very cool. Your comment was, this was from last week, but I have no clue how to contact you guys except the live stream. Okay, we will listen to when we exit this show. We will give you our handle so you can or find you us. Or you can text Steph at 818. <laughs> That's not my area code. I know it's not. And then he says, or she says, I don't want, I'm being PC. Whatever you identify. I'm so glad you're being PC. The new fourth grade teacher has been around since season 19 in the city part... Her name is Mrs. Nelson, and she was teaching the planets when she was first shown. She is also Lisa Nelson's mom. Thank you. Uh, I appreciate that kind of insight because I certainly didn't remember her. Yes. And so, not because she's Asian. No. No, no, definitely not. No, that I, I should have noticed her for that. <laughs> what else we got? Any uh, we, fun ones? Oh, we, we should I, definitely I like talk. We, oh, go ahead. Well, I like the one where Christian gets called Nathan Lane. Not quite surprised at all, says the checkered shirt dude totally looks like a young Nathan Lane. Well, at least he said young. (laughs) (laughs) And Um, Phil replied, ha ha, true. (laughs) That's my favorite part is that Phil replied, ha ha, true. Uh, Yes, I've certainly heard that before. And I'll have you know, I'm uh, actually a little bit taller than him and a whole lot gayer. (laughs) Um, 
We should definitely talk about a poo, though, because we sort of jumped over that. And I know that uh, Steph worked really hard to learn how to pronounce the name of the filmmaker. And I want to hear her try. Okay, so here I go. The title of this episode is based off a documentary by Hari Kondabalu. I said, all you have to do is say it fast. Hari Kondabalu. Yeah, see, that sounds perfect. Um, And his was titled In the Problem with a Poo, which is the character from South Park. I mean, sorry, from The Simpsons, that um, at the time was, like, the only sort of Indian representation other than terrorists, because this was, like, right around 9-11. So it was, he was just talking about how problematic of a character it was. So it was a really good job by South Park to pair To tie that. it all together, yes. to have it be the problem with A space P-O-O, but then also to just highlight that it is this racist character <laughs> Uh, portrayed by a white guy. But also, it's just like Apu's been a part of the show for so long. So it's like, all right, I mean, I guess. And that look, that's it's 2018. And, you know, the character of Apu was probably introduced in, like, 1990 or 1991. And uh, it's different times. Yeah. So, uh, you know, at some point, I think that Apu either won't be on the show anymore or all of a sudden he'll sound like Mindy Kaling. Or it would be amazing if, like, they somehow sent him away to somewhere else. <laughs> so, so, so Mr. Hankin goes to The Simpsons. He goes to, to South Park. Family Guy. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. The number like, two most offensive show. I, 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 we were talking about this before, and I know that this isn't The Simpsons Weekly, but Apu is a very successful small business owner for more than two decades. He is a great family man. He has eight kids. And I love Apu, so I think he's a great character, but I'm also a really, really white guy, so I understand that I'm biased. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of that, if you guys want some amazing tweets from us, all you have to do is follow us at Christian DMZ is where you can interact with Christian. Sure is. And other Christians. <laughs> uh, we welcome Jews as well now. <laughs> at Steph Sabra is for Steph. Yes. That's right. Interact with her there. And I'm at Phil Svitek, and this is After Buzz. Uh, you have two choices in life. You can either poo or you can tweet cancel South Park after show to at AfterBuzz TV. The choice is yours. I leave it to you. It's an easy choice, really. Bye. It's the poo of life. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or